All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. You guys, uh, as we close out this year, I got to thinking, what do, we, what do we need to hear? What is it, God, that we need to hear? And, and I was thinking about the children of Israel, and I was thinking about how God brought them out of, they brought, God brought them out of a, a place of slavery, and that actually was a picture of us being enslaved to sin, brought them out of Egypt, and, uh, and then brought them to, into a, a place where they could experience God's best, and, and there was a whole generation that missed out on it, and they wandered in the wilderness. How many ever heard that story in the Bible? And, uh, and so they wandered in the wilderness and for 40 years, and a whole generation died off before a generation entered into what God had for them. And, and, the, and the, the thought I had is that we're, we're all on a, on a journey. Every one of us are on a journey, and we're, we're going from where we're at to where God wants us to be. And so I, I entitled this From Here to There. To where is there, where God wants us. Uh, we're all going to end up somewhere. The, that's, we're all on a journey, and we're going to end up somewhere. And, and honestly, I'm with a lot of people, and I talk to a lot of people, and there's a lot of people that don't like where they've ended up, at least thus far in their life. And so our, our heart's desire, and I believe God's heart's desire, is to help you uh, end up where God wants you to be, whether that be today or, or tomorrow or every day, uh, we want you to be exactly where God wants you to be. And so that's, that's my objective in this message today is, is to talk about what it is that God has and uh, what he wants to do and how to get there. What's it going to take? Why is it that the children of Israel just wandered in the wilderness? Why, why didn't they just go ahead and enter into what God had for them? Why, why is it that they, they, didn't, they didn't see the picture that God had for them? And, and why is it that they didn't take the steps necessary to get there? And, and I believe the, the things that we uh, have need of to answer that is found in the Word of God. And so we're going to look at that. So this morning, if you would, uh, I want to turn your attention to Isaiah chapter 42. And uh, we're going to look at verse 9. We're going to start there. And my my wife read this to me a couple weeks back, and and it just really stood out. And I want to give it to you. It says, Behold, the former things have come to pass. And so 2017 has come to pass, hasn't it? And I'm, I'm grateful for 2017, but it's come to pass. We can't relive it. We can't go back and do it over again. It's, it's happened. Like it or not, it's, it's past. And, but it goes on to say, And new things I declare, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. And I don't know about you, but I believe God's speaking. He's speaking to many of uh, us and, and showing us those new things that he wants to do in and through our lives. And, and, and so the past is past. We can't, we can't go back and live it. We don't need to be crying over it. You know, it, it is what it is. We just got to deal with it and move on. Uh, Paul the Apostle said this. He says, I, lay, I leave those things behind, behind, good or bad, so that I could press forward to the mark of the high calling of God. And there's something great that God has for us. I, I believe that. Uh, Jesus came that we might have life and have it just poorly, right? No, that isn't what he said. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. There's objectives that he wants to fulfill in and through our lives. Young or old? 
doesn't matter our age. I mean, if you're still breathing, then he still has something that he wants to do in, in, your, in your lives. And so, so I'm excited about this message and what I believe that God's going to define for us. How do we get from here to there? How, how can we keep from wandering in the wilderness and, 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 and going ahead and, and going into the promised land that God has for us? Not only, not only individually, not only our families, but us as a church. What's it going to take to make that happen? I'm glad that you asked that question. You ask good questions. And, and so I, I'd love to answer it for you. So how to get from here to there, how do we do that? I believe the first thing is, is that we need a prophetic vision. Amen. We need to hear from God. We need, we need what God has to say to us. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says this. It says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. Notice here, it says, where there is no revelation. I'm going to have you, Sheila, go to the next Proverbs 29, 18 that I put on there. Uh, that word revelation literally means prophetic vision. In some of your translations, you'll find that in your margin. It means that where there is no revealing of, of God's vision for you and I, then we cast off restraint. That word means to, when cast off restraint, it means that we lose self-control. We get out of control. Or we neglect our, our life. In, and we begin to aim our life in directions that we, we shouldn't be aiming in. We begin to do things with our life that we shouldn't be doing. Amen. We cast off restraint. We, we not only neglect, but we lose control. We get out of control. How many people's lives are out of control? Where there's just no control. There's no discipline in their life. When you have no vision, there's no discipline. And really, that's what it means. There's, there's no discipline. You, you're, not, you're, not, you're not pursuing anything with any discipline. You're all over the map. Amen. You're doing this, doing that, doing this. Every, I mean, you're every which way in your life. You're not... You're not, you're not defined with your life. God wants our life finely tuned. He wants, us, he wants us knowing where we go, where we need to be going. And that only comes with God revealing what he has for us. Uh, that, that only comes with him revealing that to us. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know, in order for that to happen... There's a few things that's going to need to take place. Number one is focus. We've got to be people that's focused. What do we need to be focused on? I think too many people are focused on a lot of different things. One of the tactics of the enemy is to distract. I think that he distracts with the things of this world. I think that there's many things in this world that distract people, honestly. I see so many people just distracted. And it's like, okay, you know... The things that you're pursuing in life is only going to keep you wandering in the wilderness. You're never going to enter into all the good things that God has for you. Oh, you might be experiencing some manna here in this, uh, in this wilderness. There might be some water that you're experiencing. You're experiencing some quail. There's some things that you're experiencing here, here in the wilderness. But I'm here to tell you that God has so much more for you. So much better. And in order for that to happen, we've got to be focused. We've got to be focused in on the one that gives revelation, the one that gives a prophetic vision, the one that reveals things to us. We can't just be conjuring up some vision for our life. 
It's just not, you know, something that we come up with. It's like, oh, this is a great idea. This sounds good. And it may even be something that's not bad. It may be Christian. But is it a prophetic vision? Is it something that God wants taking place in your life? You know, there's a lot of people, somebody was telling me this morning that there's a lot of people that don't even realize the importance of going to church and being a part of a local church. And I'm going to tell you, we need to, we need to, I, I, and I think, man, I've got such a passion for the local church. But I think, I think many people don't do that. They don't got a, they don't have a vision. They don't got a vision. They don't have a vision for it. And it's because, it's because they've not focused in on God for God to reveal this to them so that they start pursuing what God has for them with their life. I tell you, I, I love the local church. And I think, I think one of the reasons why is because I have a prophetic vision from God. Amen. This isn't my thing. This isn't your thing. This is no human thing. This is a God thing. Amen. This is what God has. So we've got to be focused. We need closeness with God in order for that to happen. We don't, we don't get prophetic visions from God. We don't get a vision for God for our marriage. We don't get a vision for God from God for our finances. We don't get a vision from God for our businesses. We don't get a vision for God for our church without closeness with God. You can't hear from God if you're not close to God. So you and I have to be close. We've got to, we've got to press into God. And so that's why I believe, hopefully, why you're here today. Because you're wanting to hear from God. You're wanting, to, you're wanting for God to reveal something in you. There's things that God wants to reveal in you, and it's hearing from God, and it doesn't happen from the distance. It happens only from a place of closeness. The Bible says that when God speaks to us, it's, it's a small, still voice. And I believe it's a small, still voice because the only way that you and I can hear from God is when we're close to him. I have some friends, dear friends in this church that they their their volume of 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 when they speak is very low and so when they speak I have to get really close to hear. And that's okay. Miss Ovalle. Because what she has to say is very important. Amen. And I'm here to tell you when you get close to God what he has to say is very important. Every year we have what we call 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it's purpose. It's purposeful at the beginning of the year. Number one is because it's our tithe of the year. We're saying, God, we're putting you first place. We believe in tithing, giving God first the first of our money, the first of our time, the first of our energy. When we put God first, everything else is added to us. There's, it's putting priority. God, you're number one in our life. When he's number one, everything else tends to, it tends to get in alignment. So we, we, at the first of the year, we spend 21 days of prayer and fasting. That starts, it starts uh, January the 7th. That's next Sunday. I'm going to ask you to get involved in that. Why? Because I want you hearing from God. I want you to get a vision 
Some of you are all over the page in your relationships, in your marriage, in, in different areas of your life. If you'll just hear from God, it will keep you from being undisciplined in your life. When you got a vision, you're disciplined. You know where you're going. You know what you're going to use your time for. You know how you're going to act, where you're going, how you're going to respond in every situation. You know what's a yes and what's a no. So we, we need a prophetic vision from God. In order to get from here to there, the children of Israel didn't have that prophetic vision. Therefore, they wandered all over the page. It only needed to take them a few days to get to the promised land, but instead it took them 40 years. And a whole generation died off, and a whole new generation uh, was raised up. There's things that I know that God has for all of us. And... And, you know, God wants to get it to us. And, and, uh, and unfortunately, some of us will never enter in it. Our children may, but we may not. Now, not, that's not said of me, so I'm just talking about you, okay? <laughs> Secondly, how do we get from here to there is we need, we need good leadership. We need some good leadership in in. I want to read some scriptures for you, and then I'm going to talk about this because, because, uh, because this is going to be really it's going to it's really going to drive some things home for you and I. Proverbs fourteen twenty eight. All of these are out of the Message Bible. It says, "The mark of a good leader is loyal followers. Leadership is nothing without a following." I love the way that John Maxwell says it. He says, if you think you're leading and you look back and nobody's following, you're just taking a walk. Amen. And there's a lot of people that are walking. They're, they're, getting, they're, getting, you know, they're, they're ex- exerting a lot of energy or they're like a rocking chair. They're, there's a lot of movement, but they're not going very far. Proverbs 16.12 says, Good leaders abhor wrongdoing of all kinds. Sound leadership has a moral foundation. Moral foundation. Proverbs 20.28 says, Love and truth form a good leader. Sound leadership is founded on loving integrity. And then Proverbs 21.1 says, Good leadership is a channel of water controlled by God. I love that. He directs it to what, wherever, whatever ends he chooses. A channel of water. I love, I love that picture because we ought to be a, a channel of water that God's directing. Uh, water that's flowing into the lives of others, making a difference, leading them into the things of God. We're not, we're not this stagnant pool of water that has no flow, that's dead, that produces nothing, that nothing lives in. But instead, good leadership always brings life. That's why we're life-giving as a church, is because we have good leadership here. But let me just say this. If we're going to go from here to there, we need good leadership in ourselves. We need to be good leaders of ourselves. There's a lot of people that the reason why they're not accomplishing what they need to accomplish in their life is because they can't lead themselves very well. They're, they're undisciplined in their lives. They're, they're out of control. There's no vision. There's no, there's no discipline. And they're, and, and, and they're not leading themselves very well. 
And I'm here to tell you that if you don't have good leadership within yourself, there's going to be temptations and there's going to be struggles in life. There's going to be, there's going to be things that are going to happen in your life that's going, to, that's going to tempt you to quit. And I think that's what the picture is, was of the children of Israel. They saw the giants in the land. They saw the struggles, the potential struggles that they would have to go through in order to achieve what God wanted for them. And that was the promised land, the good things that he had for them. And they saw that, they saw that and they, that they gave in to the temptation of fear, the temptation of the struggles, the temptation of the giants that they would have to overcome. And, and I think that happens for many of us. And let me just speak to the young people here. I just feel impressed too. You have so much potential and I believe in young people. I believe that you need to, you need to stand up and, and, and mature up uh, just as quickly as you can and, and be who God wants you to be. Biblically, you see young people uh, doing exceptional things like, uh, like David as a, as, a, as a young man of about age 17 that brought down a giant and led a, as a leader, a good leader, led the, uh, the children of Israel to defeat the Philistines. How many of you remember that? And, and here he was as a young man. Most of the disciples of Jesus were all teenagers when they started out. And uh, Mary herself was a teenager that uh, God used to bring forth in, in, uh, uh, the Messiah onto this earth. Young people, you need to stand up and be a leader today. Not someday, today. Today you're called to be a leader. Older people, younger people, older people, all people. We all need to be good leaders. And it starts within yourself. Quit making excuses. Don't excuse yourself. You just say, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Where does it start? It starts with integrity. It starts with the fear of the Lord. We need to fear God. What does it mean to fear God? Not to be scared of God. The fear of the Lord is a reverence towards God that you don't want to displease God in any way. It's falling in love with Jesus so much that you'll do whatever it takes to please Him. When you and I do that, we become good leaders. That's what what Proverbs was saying when it was defining what a good leader looks like. It's somebody that falls in love with Jesus. God, I'm going to put you first in every area of my life. It's a a person of faith, a person of the word. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. That's that's what it is. And and it's, it's also a person of courage. When Joshua took over the leadership of Moses, one of the things that God kept repeating to Joshua is to be of good courage. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Don't be a wimp. Don't be a don't be a wuss. Be a be a person of good courage. Stand up, man. Be a man. Be a leader. I've got great things for you and that I want to do through you. Now now start leading. And I believe God's speaking to us today. That He's trying to take us from here to there. And if we'll just be good leaders, then we'll be able to do that. Good leaders don't make excuses. Good leaders make a way. Where there seems to be no way. Are you encouraged yet? We need to make sure that we're keeping our heart and protecting our heart. As I thought about what's it going to take to get from here to there. uh, I thought about this. Every one of us 
need to be a part of a dream team. And I'm not talking about just, uh, that's what we call our ministry team here, but your, your, your home, your, your family needs to be a dream team. A, a team that God uh, uses to fulfill the dream that he has for your family. Uh, our dream team here is a church. I'm so pleased and, and, and grateful for our dream team. Our dream team, uh, they're in action. You see them working and you see them serving and making a difference. And they're what caused this to happen every Sunday. Is our dream team and our small group leaders working and, and leading throughout the week. It's, it's all these people that make it happen. Here's, what, here's why I say that is because uh, when Moses... Uh, came to the the edge of the the um, the promised land. He sent twelve spies in to go spy the land. Supposedly they were all leaders. Out of those twelve leaders, out of those twelve spies, they went not to see whether it could be done or not. That wasn't the intent that God said to spy out the land. It was how to get it done. But they came back, and there was ten out of the twelve that says we can't do it. It's difficult. It's too difficult for us. And then Joshua and Caleb says, yes, we can. We can do it. And God, God's plan is that we can go in and we can do that. We can get from where we are here to where we need to get called there if we'll just put our trust in God. And the Bible says that the ten spies brought back an evil report. And as a result, it influenced the whole nation of Israel, which was a couple million people. And as a result, they did not go in, and they began to wander, and they wandered for 40 years. And why is it that they wandered for 40 years? It's because of not only the evil report and their doubt and unbelief, it was because they didn't have a team to go in and make it happen. It takes a team to do what God wants to do in and through our lives. And we all need to be fulfilling the dream that has, God has for us. Amen. And so he called us to be a part of a team. The Bible calls it the body of Christ, to be a part of a body. Everybody doing their part, functioning, and everybody functioning here on this earth. When Jesus left and he ascended unto heaven, what did he do? He gave his ministry to his body. To do the things that he did while he was here on this earth. Not to run solo, not to be a, a lone ranger, but to do it as a body. To accomplish what he wants to accomplish in and through our lives. We didn't reach not only the hundreds of people, but thousands of people that we got to reach over, the, over this year alone. It happened through a team. It happened because we came together. And let me tell you, I, I function every week, not because I, I'm anything special. It's because I have a wife. I have, I have a, a, a dream team around me. I have some leaders around me that, that assist and bring their strengths and their smart and their wisdom into the picture that makes it possible. Amen. We all need a dream team. Yeah. And the, Joshua and Caleb, they, they got to go in. To the promised land. Amen. When there was a team ready. That they could join in. To go into the promised land with. And I'm here to tell you. That we're about to enter into a, another phase. Another level of the promised land together. Amen. As a church. We're going from here to there. 
This year, we're going to, this coming year, we're going to reach people, I believe, like we've never reached people before. That God's going to stir some things in us. And uh, Jesus, when he uh, was praying one time, he says, God, I pray that you would make them one as we are one, Father. He says, I I ask you that you would do this. And we're going to move in unison, and we're going to move forward to go from here to there in order to accomplish what God has for for us. And I'm here to tell you, you need to do this in your home. You need to do this with your relationships. Let's move together in unity. Amen? Let me give you one last thought as I close today. And really, this is where I want to end up. And, uh, and so, uh, Dream Team, you didn't get that one there, number three. And then number four, I'm going to give you number four, and that's this. Uh, continual favor. Continual favor. God wants to give us continual favor, an outpouring of favor in our life. I'm going to give you some scriptures here, and in doing so, I believe that you're going to see that this is God's, this is God's will for you and I. Uh, when I think about God's favor or God's continual favor, we cannot fulfill what he has for us without his continual favor. I believe that with all my heart. The more that I research scripture, the more that I, I get into God's word, and the more that the Holy Spirit is working in my life, I see that God wants his favor to be poured out upon our life. What is the continual favor of God? It's simply God's, God's assisting us in fulfilling what he wants fulfilled here on this earth. That's his favor. Not because we deserve it, not because we earned it, or else it wouldn't be favor. You ever ask somebody for a favor? It's not because, that, that, not because you, they, they uh, owe it to you. It's just because it's a favor. You need some help. Amen. And God wants to pour his favor out on us. So let me give you some scriptures, and then I'm going to close with just a thought. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 52, very familiar passage of scripture. It says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. Now notice here, if Jesus needed the favor of God, how many of you know that we need the favor of God? 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26, it says, In the, uh, the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and men. Now notice that Samuel needed the favor of God upon his life to fulfill what God has for him. And then Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 through 4, it says, My son, do not forget my law. Don't forget my word. Make sure that my word is, is, is first and foremost in your thoughts. But let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor... And high esteem in the sight of God and man. We need favor. Can you see that from scripture? We need favor. Why? Because favor does this. It provides a a, a number of things for us. Favor brings protection and blessing upon our life. Favor, when you have the favor of God, it protects you. There's There's a protection upon your life. There's a blessing upon your life. Favor opens doors that only God can open and shuts doors that only God can shut. 
There's some open doors that God has for us, I believe, in 2018. I believe that there's some things that He wants us to walk in and through, and there's some things that He wants us to do that we need His protection, His blessing, and His open doors for us. Favor also, not only does that, but it gives us opportunities that only come because of God's influence. By the way, the word favor in the New Testament and and grace are the same word. It comes from the word... uh, uh, the Greek word that we get from the word charismatic. And so it's this word that means God's divine influence. We need God's divine influence on our life that that provides opportunities, that gives us witty inventions, gives us ideas, things that only God could give us. And connections, connecting us with people that we need to be connected with. And sometimes we just don't realize how that comes. Sometimes it's, it's, it's a thought that he gives us, and, and, and I have a pastor friend, matter of fact, he texted me just a moment ago and was just saying, you know, it was a great year, but this, is, this coming year is just going to be greater. I mean, it was in between worship. His, worship, his service starts a little later than ours, and he texts me, and it's a, it's a local pastor, and, I, and, and I, it's, it's interesting because I want to talk about him this morning. I think it was year before last, he contacted a, a, uh, uh, a, a man that owned some property. Uh, the property wasn't up for sale, but he, he spotted some property that, uh, that he was aware of, and he contacted this man, and he asked the man uh, how much he wanted for that property and the man says what what are you going to use it for and he told him he told him what for and it was 15 acres and it's uh it's right uh off the loop i mean a matter of fact it's just a a, a about a stone's throw from the loop and uh and and he he called him up and asked him uh about some property and he wanted he wanted to know what he would charge for or you know was asking for or if it's even up for sale and if it was what he was asking for it and uh and so he had never met the man before uh, uh my pastor friend told him what what he wanted it for was wanted it for his church to build a church the man asked him well if if you had that property do you have the the means to be able to build on it and and put a church there and and uh, uh, my pastor friend assured him that he, he, they did. And, and uh, the man deeded the property to them, 15 acres, no charge whatsoever. They went to, to secure the, the, the loan for the building of the building that's on there. They had to have the property uh, appraised, and it appraised over half a million dollars. Gave it to him. Favor of God. Favor of God. Favor of God. Here's what I'm believing this year. I'm believing, not, not necessarily that God give us that kind of favor, or if he, if he does, fine, if he doesn't, fine. But I'm just believing for an outpouring of favor that opens doors, opportunities, ideas, connections, and whatever else he wants to pour in and through our lives so that he can accomplish those things through us that he wants to accomplish through us. I believe that we're going to see businesses flourish. I believe that we're going to see maybe possibly, potentially, some businesses started. 
I believe that we're going to see some, uh, wherever you are in your work uh, of business, that you're going to see yourself prosper in those businesses. Amen. And so whatever it is, I believe that there's going to be an outpouring of favor. Why? Because it's going to take the favor of God to accomplish what God wants and, and, and that he wants to bring about in and through our lives. So will you join me this year in believing uh, these four things? These four things that I just described. Let's bring them back up, Sheila, would you please? These four things that I just described just a moment ago. Number one, we need a prophetic vision. We need to hear from God. I need you, all of us, to hear from God. Secondly, good leadership, that we would lead ourselves well, as well as others, our families, those that are around us, those that we have influence in, that we would lead well, that we would be disciplined people, people of integrity, people that fear the Lord, that honor Him and love Him. Why? Because that's what produces good leaders. If we don't love God with all our hearts, if we're not uh, reverencing God with all our hearts, then we'll compromise in our life. And then we need a dream team. We need to make sure that we're involved. Some of you, uh, it's, it's important for you to get connected like you've never gotten connected. This year is a year of connect, connecting. Get connected. We have our step one of our growth track that you can do that, that will be kicking off next week, next Sunday. What a great way to kick off the year. And then, and then continual favor. We just, we, I want all of us to pray and believe God and thank God for continuing. And look for it. See, if you're not praying for it and you're not uh, believing for it, then you're not going to look for it. And chances are it'll pass you up. We need, to, we need to recognize. One of my prayers every day is that we would recognize, seize, and leverage His favor for His glory to its full potential. That's one of my prayers. And if you're not looking, if you're not praying for it, believing it, that believing for it, you're not going to be looking for it. It'll, it'll walk right by you, pass you right up, and you'll just you'll just miss it. And it's like, why doesn't anything good happen? If anything bad's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. That's what you're believing for, right? Golly, now let's believe for favor. If anything good's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. If any favor is going to happen, it's going to be right around here. Because why? Because the Bible says he surrounds us with favor as a shield. I'm shielded with the favor of God that protects, blesses, opens doors, gives opportunities, ideas, and connections, and anything else that I have need of. Amen? That's what we need to be speaking over our life. And so you receive that in 2018. And let's get from where we are here to where he wants us to be by the close of next year, and, and we'll talk about all the good things that he's done. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for getting us from here to there. This year, I believe, uh, as we do, back, do look back at all that took place, all the good things that took place, it took place because we did get close to you. Because at the beginning of uh, this, this year that we're in, 2017, we, we spent 21 days of prayer and fasting, seeking you, and getting your heart, a vision for the year. And this year, Lord, I believe already that you're dealing with me for our church to be uh, compassionate like we've never been before. 
to reach out to people, to reach our community, to reach even around and across this globe, Father, through our support of giving. And God, that we would just uh, allow your compassion to move us. Move us to minister to the hurting and the helpless. To minister to the lost, Lord. To minister to those that need what we have. And I thank you for that. I pray for every person here. Holy Spirit, I know that you were speaking to us. And as I was speaking, you were speaking. I pray that you would help us to apply those things that you have been talking to us about. Cause it to be revealed to us like never before. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name.